Hi, welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I'm Melissa. Today I'm joined by my amazing, one of my amazing best friends, Emily Odom, and we're talking about all the exciting changes that are happening at Odom Farming Company in Goldsboro, North Carolina, as they celebrate their 10-year anniversary. You don't want to miss this chat. Hi guys, it's Melissa from Adventures of Frugal Mom. Today I'm being joined with Emily from Odom Farming Company, and she's actually in the middle of the barnyard right now. And so Emily, let's talk first about what's going on right now at the farm. So right now we're open for strawberry season. Um, we have an acre of U-Pick strawberries that we have. Um, we're kind of in the first part of our season, so we're not really able to have um, very consistent hours at this time. But um, if you just follow us on our social media, um, Facebook at OFCINC or Instagram, I usually try to post the night before we're going to be open so you guys can make a plan about coming out. Um, we we don't have a lot of weed pick berries. Um, occasionally when I do field cleanups every other day or so, we might have a couple buckets. But um, if you message me, I'll try to pick you a bucket. But otherwise, we don't we don't do a lot of weed pick. Um, the COVID-19 virus has really just kind of changed our mindset about this. And a lot of farms are not even doing you pick because they feel like they can control, you know, it's a more controlled environment when you do we pick. But we kind of think the opposite. We we want you guys to come and pick your own strawberries. The less contact, I'm sorry, I have a goat jumping up on me right now. Let's see if I can flip it up. She's literally jumping up on me. Hi, Penelope. <laughs> so, um, we just kind of feel like the less we actually touch, the better. So, you know, we sanitize our buckets, we hand them to you, we sanitize our hands. Um, we, and, and you guys can kind of main that on your own. You can take your bucket with you if you want to. So, um, like I said, the least amount of times we can touch it, the better. So we're trying to sanitize our playground area. Um, she's currently eating a drawstring. Um, Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if I can get her in it. There we go. <laughs> She's Hi, Penelope. Uh, no, so tell us about your friend right there. <laughs> so this is Penelope. <laughs> um, she a couple of years ago, right after Hurricane Matthew, we rescued a goat, um, Clementine the rescue goat, and um, she like a year later she had twins, a girl and a boy, and so we still um, Clementine passed away last year, but we still have Clarice, which is her daughter. Um, she's the one laying over here underneath the shade, like a smart goat. And then she had two babies, two babies, um, about a month ago. And so we have Rose who's laying here, getting some sun, looking dead. And, um, <laughs> Penelope, who is currently chewing on the tag of my chair. So they have been, um, just enjoying me being here, chewing on my shoes, chewing on my shirt, chewing on my pants. Um, just really want me to rub. They're getting their little horns in. You know, they're not. They're obviously not born with horns. So their little nubs are starting to kind of, kind of grow, and their head is really itchy. And so they really enjoy being scratched on their heads. So I'm giving you a shout out. Lucy is on, and she says hello, ladies. And then Lisa says so cute about the little goats, and they are super cute because I've seen them in person. We love them. We just, we we just, I could eat them with a spoon. They're so sweet. So how much are your strawberries a pound? 
So um, we're selling you pick this year for a dollar seventy five a pound. So a gallon size bucket, you know, that you would normally are familiar with seeing it at different places is usually between um, <laughs> between six and ten dollars, just depending on how full you pick it. So if we pick them ourselves, those same buckets are $14. So it is a savings. And, you know, like last weekend, our field was really stocked with berries. It didn't take me five or ten minutes to pick. You get to enjoy the sunshine. Um, you can come over here to the farmyard, see the animals. Um, you're well, We've got a little playground. You can play on our playground. Just let your kids run and enjoy being outside at the farm and in nature. So. So you said animals. Tell us about your other animals. So we have, you can't see them all currently because of, of the shade and where I'm at. Um, coming up on us right here, oh, that did not work, is Herbert. Um, he's walking right straight up to the camera right here. And then we got a new, uh, he's a mini donkey. He's a mini jack, which means he's a male. We've got um, Hortense coming up right behind him, formerly known as Pearl. She is a mini Jenny that we recently got. She's our new addition. We got her Easter, right around Easter time. Um, we're hoping that she is actually pregnant with a baby donkey, a baby mini donkey, which are, look them up on Google. They're adorable. So maybe this fall, maybe November time frame, we're thinking we're going to have a little baby around here. Um, we've got a male goat, Billy, that we've, he's just kind of laying down chilling. And then we've got Maybelline, which is our heifer cow. Um, she's part Angus, part Hereford, and she is currently behind a tree eating hay, so um, she is not concerned about what we're doing out here in the least. So how has COVID-19 affected you guys out there? I know you talked about your practices in the strawberry fields, but how, how else has it affected yeah. you? We're just, um, you know, honestly, we feel extremely fortunate and blessed that we're considered essential. We're able to be here. We're able to have our farm. And, you know, fortunately, I mean, there's not a lot of things for people to do right now. So everybody seems, you know, there's a big interest right now in farming, growing your own food, um, going, supporting local. So um, we're super thankful and, and just fortunate and blessed is really the only thing I can think to say about, um, what you know how we feel about it we we had to obviously we don't have any of our field trips this year which is a huge loss to our business um i would probably say at least 75 percent of our spring business is field trips um and we just miss having the kids out on the farm and teaching them about strawberries and stuff we're actually going to be starting to win some virtual field trips and uh, virtual story times so if anybody's got a daycare if you've got some kids at home maybe we can get together and have a time um you know with a bunch of other people maybe start doing some um some story times during the week some um like i said if you're a daycare worker uh if your kids are in daycare and you think they might be interested in it let us know i'll be glad to um zoom with your class face time with your class um we could get on Streamyard here like we're doing right now and um just kind of walk around see what's going on introduce the kids to the animals read a book um just that's that's our huge miss for this season parties that kind of thing we had some hen parties scheduled which is our girls night out events mm -hmm. that we've had to cancel or postpone um and i really hate that because that's one thing that we do that i just get a lot out of i really enjoy it i enjoy planning it decorating i enjoy having the women here fellowshipping together and just 
you know, having a great time out and, and just being in nature. It's so peaceful back here, as you can see today. Um, and so we're missing all that. We're hoping that things can kind of get straightened out here in the next couple of months that we're able to schedule that again. Um, we are going to be planting sunflowers here probably this week. So they'll be blooming sometime in June, um, maybe end of June time frame. Not really sure. Every time I plant them, I think they, they bloom different. So, mm -hmm. um, we'll be having that for you pick. Hopefully we'll be able to have folks out and, and enjoy um, walking around the sunflowers. And then, of course, we're going to have our fall activities. And we're just hoping that all of this can get resolved before we start all of that. Because our fall activities are the bread and butter of our farm. And if we're not able to have that or, you know, we just, we've been kind of toying around with ideas just in case we're not able to. So we kind of have a plan in place. So we're just hoping we don't have to resort to that. Lucy uh, said virtual field trips sound so cool. She also says the kids would love it. And then Valerie actually <laughs> chimed in. We'll share the links for the virtual field, field trips. So, you know, Valerie will definitely share those. Yes. yes. Um, we love Valerie. Valerie works for us in the fall. Um, she is a great friend and employee for mm -hmm. us. And I tell you, we, I miss her when she's not here. So actually um, she, appreciate that. she's going to be coming on soon. We haven't sat down awesome. a day uh, talking about the great. partnership and what you can do for daycare centers at this time too. Yeah. So, yeah. Now I'm going, Lisa actually made a comment. Wow. Beautiful scenery, which is going to kind of segue into this little sneak peek that I, I got know. on Saturday. Yeah. So I thought it would be a great comment, Lisa. So tell us a little bit about the sneak peek I got on Saturday. So we, um, we have, you know, we used to do our CSA program, which was a, a vegetable box program. We have suspended that temporarily um, because we just have some projects on the farm we have put on the back burner for a while. And we wanted to take some time to, to um, reinvest right here in our farm what we've got. So our biggest, um, the one that I am the most excited about is our walking trail and hiking trail and camping opportunities that we're working on um we have a um we're cutting out a trail we obviously we have river access so we're cutting out a trail all the way down to the river and kind of around the banks right there so you can kind of see uh enjoy our woods just like we do and enjoy the river like we're able to um we want people to be able to come fish if they want hike um we're going to be putting in some camping platforms so you guys can camp we actually went camping easter weekend and it was just phenomenal i'm not a huge camper myself obviously the idea of sleeping outside on the ground during the night is not my you know number top 10 of a great time but i tell you we really did have a great time it was just so peaceful to kind of relax get away from everything um enjoy the river um listen to it have a campfire and just have some really great quality family time so we're hoping that maybe in the next couple of weeks we're able to open up the walking part of our trail and then by the fall, especially have the camping opportunities available. Um, we're not exactly sure how that's going to look yet. We're hoping that we'll be able for camp, uh, be available for camping anytime, but open the walking trails up maybe once a weekend, maybe let uh, have a weekend for horse riders, maybe a weekend for bike riders, a weekend for just people walking. Uh, and of course, obviously, when we're open for our fall activities or spring activities or even the sunflowers, the trail would be open while, you know, we're here as open to the public. So that's our main, that's kind of my, that's my favorite little project we've got going on. Um, I just love it. I just, I grew up, you know, as a kid running around in the woods, just having a great time exploring. 
And I just, I'm super excited about having this opportunity for the community to come and enjoy it just like we're able to. So that's our main thing. Um, we also have put in an orchard here at the farm. So we, we kind of went a little bit crazy. We planted like a hundred blueberry bushes, 40 peaches, a couple apples just to see how they do. We don't have the best climate for apples. Um, we also planted some persimmons, which I'm really excited about some Japanese persimmons. We've actually already got little persimmons growing. So, um, and then some figs, we put in a bunch of figs. So, um, we might have figs this year. I'm not sure our, the guy we bought them from claims that we will. So we'll see huh. the rest of it in the next couple years. Um, we're hoping to do, have some you pick opportunities for that to, to do, to focus more on fruit. Cause that's just kind of what we do best. It seems like, and, um, and, and again, open the farm up and, and give folks the opportunity to come pick their own fruit and vegetables and um, just be able to share that experience with their kids and, and teach kids and, and grownups alike where their food comes from. Now, there are some other changes that you've had gone on, like in the front of the farm. Yes, toward the front. Yes. Tell us about so, that. Um, you know, we started this thing. This is our 10th anniversary. Um, we started our first corn maze 10 years ago. Um, you know, in 2010. Um, and when we first started this, you know, we really had no idea what we were doing. We had never even been to a corn maze. So we um, obviously, you know, as if you've been coming to our farm for a while, you've noticed that every year we switch things up a little bit as we try to find what works best for us. Um, this year we've made a huge change. Um, you know, before you would kind of enter straight on the farm, you're not going to do that anymore. You're going to come in through the side. Um, you're going to be able to buy your tickets right there at the front and then walk onto the farm. Um, we have kind of done a lot of landscaping, some planning. We're still working on that. Um, just to kind of make everything, dress it up a little bit, make it look really good, and help kind of um, <clears throat> folks to be able to just to help the flow of the farm, I guess is what to say. A lot of people seem they come, and we have a lot of wide open spaces, and we love that. We don't want to cram everything all up together. Mm -hmm. um, we want kids to be able to run and enjoy the farm. So, but at the same time, that kind of presents a problem with um, directions. People don't really know where to go. They, they kind of come and they look around, they're like, well, we're not really sure where we're supposed to start. So we're kind of hoping that we can help with that and, and give people some better ideas about, um, about what they need to do when they come to the farm. So we've changed that up. We, um, I'm going to kind of flip you around here so you can kind of see what I'll, we still got a dead goat there. And she's <laughs> not dead. The entire time we've been talking. Um, no, she's not dead. She's just really enjoying the sunshine. It feels amazing out here. It was super cold this morning, um, but now the sun is out and it feels great. So, you know, you can see our shelter up here right now. It's just an open shelter. Um, we're hoping to eventually close that in. We're going to see about how our time constraints turn out, but um, we want to add some bathrooms up there. Finally, 10 years later, we've got bathrooms. Woohoo! Um, we've got our playground stuff going on. Um, our orchard is way back there. You might can see the orange flag sign, and then the entrance to the, um, the walking trails is behind that. So um, we've just kind of, that's where we're going with that. We're hoping maybe to get that work done here this spring, this fall. I meant the summer. One of the one of those, you know, the next the next season that's coming up. So we're just um, right now with the virus and everything. We've we've been kind of really unsure about our next step. Uh, we know we want to do this, but you know we're just not sure. Is it is it going to be able to pay off this year? Um, 
it, it just kind of throws everything and, you know, makes you think about things differently. Um, so we're still trying to sort that out. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And we have some comments. Julie says, shout out to me. So shout out, Julie. Lucy says, happy 10th anniversary. Corn mazes are so fun. I've never had a persimmon before. So what are persimmon? What do they taste like? Um, I've honestly never ate a persimmon either. So I can't <laughs> say. Um, they're kind of um, palm sized. I think the Japanese persimmons are quite bigger. We have a wild persimmon tree on the farm. And um, like the old type, you know, you talk about like maybe your grandparents used to have. Um, they fall off every year and they're tiny. They're probably maybe the size of a strawberry and they fall off the tree every year and we feed them to the goats and they love them and they're really sweet. Um, they've got a lot of seeds in them. So I think they're kind of harder for people to eat. The Japanese persimmons, I don't believe are like that. They're, they're quite a bit bigger. They're just, they're just kind of different. You don't see a lot of them around. So Google Japanese persimmons and you guys will see that come up. That's what we're going to have. Um, we're just really excited. The whole, the honestly, when I, this is our 10th anniversary, like I said, our, our whole main goal where I got all this from, my great aunt wrote a book about her, um, her childhood, her life. And she had drew a map of my uh, great grandfather's homestead on there. And it had, you know, like a kitchen garden. It had a little orchard for the family um, had where they kept their own meat, their hogs, their cows, their chickens that they ate. And I just thought, you know, it just reminded me of just an old style farm where everybody, you know, everything they ate, they grew. Um, every, on the meat they ate, they had their own animals. The fruits and vegetables, they ate, they grew them themselves. And I just thought that would be what a great template for us to use out here. Um, just have our own little orchard and let folks come and enjoy just like they would, you know, Back in the day, if they were going to grandma's house. That's what we want it to feel out here. We want it to feel like an extension of you guys' family. We want it to feel like you're coming home to grandma's. Mm -hmm. um, get to relax and enjoy and and just have some time. Just remember, you know, just having some simply simple quality family time. So. Okay, we have some more comments. Linda, who I think is your cousin, Linda Jeanette Cooper, is that your cousin? Yep. She says, Emily and JR are doing a great job building their farm. And she put strawberry, goat, cow, and pumpkin up there, emojis. <laughs> and then she said your great Aunt Pauline made pudding from the small persimmons. Oh, there you go. And yes, then Lucy, I have seen that. And then Lucy says, I love the story connections and how it influences you all now. Yep. We, um, we just, you know, family means a lot to us. And we feel, you know, a lot of our, our older generation of our family are gone or um, like my 94-year-old my grandmother has dementia in a nursing home and really doesn't know who I am most days. So we just, we kind of feel very nostalgic about that. And um, we think a lot of other people do too. So um, anytime that we're able to kind of build on the lessons and things that they have taught us to um, keep passing that, that knowledge down and keep, you know, something for our kids to do. I have a, um, my son James, number one tour guide. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll be 12 on Wednesday. Whew. Oh, I think we lost Emily for a minute. So while she's there, I've actually I worked. He is 12. I can't believe I'm old enough to have a 12. <laughs> we, um, am I back? I had a phone call. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And now I'm back. All right. So then, um, 
you know, we had, uh, um, I have a, a eight year old daughter, almost eight year old. She'll be eight in, um, December. So we just want a great place for them to come and be able to enjoy and, and, um, just kind of live that same life we did growing up on a farm. So I'm going to give everybody a little backstory. When Emily's talking about her eight year old daughter, Maddie, my oldest was actually working with the farm. Oh, we lost Emily. Maddie, um, actually worked on the farm with Emily when Reese, her eight-year-old daughter was just a little baby. And then once Maddie left, Michaela, my middle daughter, took her place. And then once Michaela left, I kind of took her place. And now Gracie's out there working as well. And I'm going to see if we can't get Emily back in just a second. But while we're here, do you guys have any questions that in, drop in the comments and let me know if you have any questions? Because I either I can answer them or Emily can answer them because... I actually don't know where she went. She was out there in the middle of the pasture. So I'm going to see if I can get her back by texting her. But um, let's see. Kelly says, love Odom Farms, and I'm thankful for the neighbors and the beautiful view. Oh, Emily's back. i got to add her in. Hold on just a second. Technical difficulties. Lost you for a minute. <laughs> Still there? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. We're Sorry. still running cell phone commercial. A technology person. <laughs> I, I had a phone call and I don't know. I clicked out of it and then I ended up getting out of the whole thing. So um, you're, you're you're fine. You're perfectly fine. I was given the backstory about Maddie starting to work there when when you talked about Reese being a baby, and Maddie was there when Reese was there when Reese was a baby, and then Michaela, and then Gracie and I. So I gave him that backstory. Can you hear me? Oh, we lost her again, guys. We keep losing you, no, Emily. I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't see you talking to me, and I can't hear you. <laughs> you gotta love technology. <laughs> this is why I'm a farmer and not, a, a, you know, this is why. They don't so teach maybe, you how to do this in school. Maybe. Can you hear me now? Can everybody, can anybody else hear me? Because it's, it's kind of weird that you can't hear me. Maybe you put your phone on mute. Let's see. Hold on, guys. Let me see if I can get it. I'm texting her while she's talking, so we'll see. Oh, maybe she'll look. Okay, like she has, like like she said, they're celebrating their 10th anniversary. There you go. You hear me now? I can hear you now. Sorry. You put me on mute, I bet. I bet you muted everything. <laughs> I know. I don't know what happened. I'll be honest. I'm like, I don't know. Anyway, we're back. So, all right. Uh, we have some comments. Lisa said, "Legacy building." Cami Kennedy says, "You ladies are rocking it today." I'm really jealous of that bright blue sky behind you. Yeah. But if I was outside, I would have an orange cat crawling all over me for when I'm doing it. <laughs> and then Kelly says, "Love Odom Farms and thankful for my neighbors and the beautiful view." But they must live right near you. Yep, I think so. Yeah, Kay. they have to put up with all of our noise. <laughs> so give us a little background about how you started the farm, because I know the farm was in the family to begin with. Yes, so this farm was actually um, my husband JR's family farm. When um, After his grandmother, his grandparents passed away, um, the family um, gave us the opportunity to buy the farm and he was just over the moon because like I said, we both um, 
family is very important to both of us. And he grew up here. Um, he's lived here his whole life, except for just a couple of years when we lived um, with the gentleman that he worked for at that time, Mr. Frank Howell. So um, for him, it was like coming home. It was a no-brainer. Um, and so it, it, it was a sort of bittersweet for me because I was leaving my family. And, you know, my family grew up toward Grantham right there by Thoroughfare Fire Department. And, um, and, and, you know, I have that same connection to that land, just like he does. So that's where I grew up playing, running, playing, spent my childhood. Um, so, but, you know, it was an opportunity for us to kind of, to get this place and build our own thing. So, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're it's taking us a little while. We're doing it slowly, but surely, but, um, you know, it's 10 years later and we're still here. So we're, we, and we, trust me, we know we're very thankful for that. So that's how we got started we have another comment cindy cassidy says we love going to odom farms thanks we See, love everybody it. loves going there <laughs> i will say i feel it's my home away from home when i'm out there working with you because i work part-time for emily as well yeah we that's what we want um you know it's just i feel like i spend most of my time here obviously because i do um and it's just i haven't got tired of it yet I still love it. We're still finding new challenges. Every time we think we know what we're doing, um, we get thrown a curveball like this virus thing mm -hmm. or a hurricane or a flood or, you know, whatever. And we have to rethink on our toes. So you never get tired. You never get bored. There's always something that's got to be done. So um, it's, it's not the profession that I dreamed that I would have as a child. Um, I wanted to be a meteorologist and then I wanted to be a teacher and then, um, I ended up majoring in history and then I ended up marrying a farmer and coming home to the farm. So, um, but and right now I, I honestly wouldn't trade it for anything. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard hours, a lot of heartache, a lot of variables that we have no control over. Like I said, just the things I just named. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we work together and a lot of, I never thought I would ever enjoy working with my husband. Um, you know, he's got a, a, it's hard to explain JR's temperament. It's a little bit different, but somehow or another, we have managed to learn how to work together. So um, it's not always a smooth ride, mm -hmm. but at the end, you know, at the end of the day, we, we were able to come back together and, and just, I, I think, I don't know, it took us 10 years to figure it out, but we're here. So, so, um, so what advice do you have to those that want to help farmers during this time? Just, I would, I mean, really farmers, small businesses in general, um, just go and support them. If you, if you can't, you know, maybe you're out of work yourself. Maybe you're struggling, having hard times yourself. A lot of people are, and we understand that. Um, just share their posts, like their posts. Um, you know, you see friends looking for things to do, um, tag them in it. Let them see what's going on. Um, go support them if you're able to. Come out and pick some strawberries. Um, go out and buy some vegetables. Go out and buy some local meat. Um, you know, go to the, you know, a lot of, I hear a lot of complaints. And I've complained myself about, you know, trying to go to a big box store. And maybe we need an irrigation fitting so we can able to do this. And our local store here, Baker Pipe, doesn't have it. We might end up having to go to Lowe's. And gosh, there's not a, par uh, the parking lot is completely full. There's people stacking and backing in the store. If that's not your scene, go to a local hardware store if you're able to. Um, go to a smaller place. I'm sure that they are just thrilled to have your business. 
And, you know, I see this shared all the time about, you know, when you buy from a small business, the owner does a happy dance. That is actually true. I do that all the time. Every time we sell a hen party ticket, every time, I, you know, I see customers come up, it just, it makes me so happy. And it's incredibly fulfilling to see that these things that we have planned, these things that we, you know, have been in our minds, these goals that we've had are actually working. People are responding to them. People get where we're coming from. Um, the community has been amazing to us with our support. And, you know, we, that's, honestly, I feel that. I mean, it just, I feel that love. And so all these other small businesses, I know, I know a lot of them are struggling. Restaurants, clothes, and I get, you can't eat out all the time. But if you can, no. pick a local place, you know, pick somebody, you know, who, who's actually going to do that happy dance when they get your order. Now, I know that. It's kind of affected you a little bit, but I also know that I tell us a little bit about the hen parties that you're having in your May schedule in the fall. Yes. So last year we started our first hen party. Um, we just, it's basically like a girls' night out thing, but I don't limit it to girls. If guys want to come, they're welcome to come. Um, I just don't really know what else to call it other than a girls' night. Uh, we come, we have a little supper, we might have a chicken salad, or we might have um, a pulled pork sandwich or something. Um, we usually try to do some kind of craft. In the past, we've done, um, we made sunflower bouquets and we planted succulents in teapots. For the last one we did, we just had a fun night with the pumpkin chunker because um, that is just, that can be so much fun for any age. So um, we kind of walk around the farm. We'll do a little tour with you guys. We'll let you get in the pen with the animals and just enjoy being with them if you want to. It's pretty much anything goes, just super relaxed. Um, I just, like I said, I love it. I just, I feel like that's where my creative juices come from. We were going to have one here in April where we were going to do like a, a tin, um, herb garden out of like green bean cans type thing. And then, um, we've got some other ideas of stuff we want to do. I thought about, um, getting like pine cones and painting them like zinnias and making wreaths out of them. Um, the bouquet thing always works well. People love sunflowers. Um, you know, we usually do like a little hayride. We did have a, a snafu um, last year with one of ours. We had straw mites in our straw, which we had never had, never even imagined was a thing. And we had some folks get bitten and we felt horrible about that. So we have gone to completely strawless hayrides now. So no straw involved. Um, that was definitely a big lesson learned for us. So, um, but I, I miss them. I, like I said, I enjoy, I enjoy those nights so much and I'm hoping that we can get back to them. Maybe in June, July, we'll just have to kind of see, um, you know, we're obviously we're, we're erring on the side of caution around here. If the governor says we need to be closed through May, then we just need to be closed through May. Um, it's to me, it's, it, I know it's your business and I know it's our business, but, um, to me, it's not worth a person's life. So, um, we're just crossing our fingers and, trying to do all the protocols we're supposed to do and and hoping that it works out and we'll be able to open up again this summer that's full-fledged open up right now you're opening yes, up with exactly. strawberries and the playyard. you know able to in, come and have events and groups and parties and stuff like that out here speaking of events and groups and parties what events have you had out there um we we've had some um birthday parties we've had some family reunions we actually had a wedding out here a couple years ago um, and we're hoping that that's something we can we can do more of once we kind of close our shelter in and we're able to be more of an all-weather 
event. Um, we've got several places out by the river, and every time somebody drives by, they're like, that would be an amazing place to get married. So we're taking that into account, too, um, for folks who want to just have a, a small wedding at the river. Um, that would be super pretty. Um, we do an Ag Day out here every year um, with the Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers in our county. Um, we have almost 2,000 people out here. So we can really, um, you know, if you decide you want to have a, a corporate family day out here, if you want to have an event out here, um, talk to us, let us know. We're super flexible. We've got, you know, 40-some acres of clear space that could be at your disposal if you want to do it. You want to bring some stuff in special, let us know. We'll figure out how to make it happen. Um, you know, we just... We, we would love to have more events out here and more kind of parties and things like that. So let us know. We'll, we'll figure out how to make it happen. And you're also open up for photographers too for a fee, right? Yes. Am I correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, you guys are welcome to come take pictures on the farm. Um, we're charging um, 30 bucks a day to come out here. You can have all the sessions you want, take pictures. You can go out in the field. We have sunflowers. You can come in our sunflowers, go out in the woods. Um, just sit on the open meadow area. I mean, you've got, there's, I mean, tons of space, tons of places out here, different things you can have. Um, once we get our walking trail open, I'm hoping to have some sort of like styled shoot event going on or some kind of like a shootout or something like that where we can invite photographers to come out and um, take advantage of what we've got, build their own portfolios and just kind of see how the spaces we have would, would work with their business. Now, you mentioned that you went to school for history. Tell us a little bit of history of what you found when you guys were clearing out. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this is really neat. Um, so in our backfield over here, if you've ever been to our farm, you come from the 70 side. You know, you have to pass um, the state nursery and you pass Casey's nursery. And then there's kind of a swampy area right before you get to us. Um, apparently, when the Civil War was going on, General Sherman actually camped in that backfield. And one of our backfields, which you can't really get to because it's on the other side of the swamp. And um, we, you know, several people have come and, and found, you know, um, artifacts and that kind of thing. We're obviously, we're on the river, so we, we've had some Native American artifacts. But when we were out here trying to, to determine our walking trail and how that was going to go, we've had um, two dams built here on this little creek, the swamp that runs down the side of our property. And they've always been here and we've always heard about them. But we, um, my husband got to investigating a little bit about it. And it seems like they were built during the Civil War from everything we've determined. Now, was it some kind of um, defense for the army that was stationed out? You know, not stationed. They weren't stationed at that time, but that was <laughs> camping out here. Or um, was it some kind of way to just dam up the water so they had water? We don't, we don't exactly know why they were built or even exactly when. But everybody, seen, the consensus seems to be it was during the Civil War. So that's not really that to investigate um we're going to open that area up to people to walk on the walking trail we haven't got there yet but i'm excited to see what that might be here we have another comment oh this is for my brother-in-law she says i'm watching little sister say hi jerry <laughs> right so you're open for strawberries but it's today you're going to be open tomorrow am i correct yes we're going to be open tomorrow i'm thinking from 10 to 3 at this point um, my kids do their um, schoolwork in the morning, so being open in the afternoons works easier for me, but I also know that a lot of people, I've got another guy on my side over here. Oh, is that Rose? Um, Hi, Rose. That's Penelope. Oh, that's Penelope again? Um, so, 
um we're so a lot that works easier for us to be up in the afternoons but i know folks want to come in the morning too a lot of kids might you know nap times in the afternoon so we're mm-hmm. going to do 10 to 3 we're going to kind of try to switch those hours up you know if you're not able to come in the morning maybe you can come in the afternoon maybe the next day if you're not open, able to come in the afternoon you can come in the morning and um and just come on out here and enjoy um and my kids will just get their homework done when they get it done <laughs> they'll have to do it without mom for once so so what do you suggest they wear when they come out definitely closed toed shoes even i don't wear flip-flops in the field um we planted on some heavier we know we try to rotate our crops um just to kind of promote soil health we don't want them in the same place every time um we don't fumigate our beds when we plant them because we're in such a residential area um we don't want to cause any problems so that means we really need to to rotate our crops around which means we don't put them in the same spot every year Right now, we're on a four-year rotation. Next year, I think we're going to actually plant double the amount of strawberries we have this year. This year, we have an acre. Next year, we're going to plant two. So we might get on a three-year rotation, but this year, we're kind of in heavier land. So when it gets wet, it stays wet. There has been water in these strawberries ever since we laid the plastic. Um, We can pump some of it out. We can ditch some of it out, but it's just always going to be somewhat muddy, until we, at least till we get in the really hot weather, which I'm afraid is coming. Um, so definitely close toe shoes. I always recommend boots, something you don't mind getting dirty because you are going to get muddy if you come out here um, right now. So definitely that, um, you know, you're, you're obviously you're in the sunshine. So just kind of take that into account. If you want to wear a hat, wear some sunscreen, um, you're, you know, that's what we recommend. And it's different. They're not actually going straight to the building this time. You have a stand. No, we are kind of asking people, we don't mind if you parallel park kind of on the side of the path, as long as folks can still get through. Um, you can come up here and park by the stand and then walk down. We have a tent in the field. We did that because so we can monitor the amount of people that are in the field at a time. And just kind of, it's hard. Like when we're up here by the shelter, I can't see what's going on out there in the field. So we set that up so we can kind of monitor what's going on. We usually have somebody like, you know, Saturday, Melissa was up here on the farmyard, just kind of helping folks, telling them what to do, helping them with the animals. A lot of times the number one tour guide is the one that's doing that. Uh Um, So we've kind of got somebody both places. We just don't, and so far, honestly, we've had great customers. Everybody's been really good about distancing. Um, We've had some folks wearing masks, masks are not, you know, something you have to do we try to wear them sometimes but i'll be honest with you these people that wear masks every day y'all deserve a gold medal because i despise that thing um and half the time i forget i'm wearing it and then you can't hear me talk good so um that way we've got a tent set up right there you come get your bucket go pick what you want bring it back we'll weigh it that's the only time we're touching your bucket um and so we can kind of monitor Make sure that we don't have too many people on one row at a time. Make sure everybody's following the distance and rules. And that's the same thing going down with the barnyard, too. You have someone stationed down yes. there to kind of make sure. Right. And exactly. the electric fence, will it be on tomorrow yeah. as well? Okay. Um, and the electric fence is probably going to be on for the foreseeable future because Maybelline likes to be a free-range cow. Um, she will walk the, so the fence here where the goats are, that's woven, which means it kind of looks like a grid pattern. You guys can see it behind my head. That is not electric. Um, if you touch it, you will be fine. What I'm talking about is the straight wire. I'll try to flip it around so you can kind of see what I mean. Um, if you can see it in the camera, the straight wire that runs along the top of the fence. And then 
out here in the new um past the the tarp here that we have using for shade um we have a new kind of pasture that we put out this not going to be a permanent pasture so we didn't want to put up the woven wire we just use the strings of wire that is what's electric um that way maybelline can just walk right through that if we don't have that electric fence on um this way she stays in and um we all don't have to worry about having a, a hungry grass puppy on our to figure out where we're at and what we're trying to eat because she honestly is a grass puppy yeah she's eating it right now i see yeah she's she is and uh billy's over here uh usually he climbs on top of those hay bales like a throne we call him king billy and um so they're just living their best life right now i'm surprised herbert hasn't come back up because you said earlier that herbert was yeah. jealous yeah herbert is kind of my donkey um he's he's still right here where we're at he is hi herbert with uh with Clemmy, he is you know looking attention all the time so he's super furry um but his lady friend hortense is over here eating in the grass like a normal donkey and he's sitting over here super jealous like well, why aren't you rubbing my back <laughs> hi herbert he's so sweet yeah. so emily is there anything else you want to share with us um, I can't really think of anything. Um, if anybody has any questions, they're welcome to post them. Um, you're welcome to go on our Facebook, like I said, O. It's at O-F-C-I-N-C. -E and check us out and see what we've got going on. And ask us questions. And I don't know. Just say hi. Can we get one quick shot of both the girls? Since they're both together mm -hmm. when you're walking. Yep. See if you can get down there with them. And now look, they're running away from the camera now. <laughs> I know, they've been sitting here eating on my shoestrings all morning. And now they're running away. And tell everybody which one's which. So this one here with the white glaze on her face, this is Penelope. Um, my daughter actually named her. I don't know where she came up with Penelope from, but she did. And this little girl is Rose. Rose seems to like me the most, <laughs> except for this one time when she backs away from me like I'm a monster. Um, of course. Of course course so they're um getting weaned from their mom they're over here eating a little bit of, of um feed so they love to eat grass and flowers off the clover they're all about it and how old are they about a month i'm not exactly sure um off the top of my head what day they were born but about a month or so four to five weeks is that normally when they start weaning I'm honestly not certain. I think that they usually do more milk, but Clarice is not a big milk producer. Um, with the last goat she had, little Billy, who unfortunately passed away, we ended up having to take him and bottle feed him because she just wasn't providing enough milk. Um, it's hard when they have singles. When they have twins or triplets, it seems to work better just because they've kind of got a playmate um, here to to do with so she's been able to feed them some but i don't they're not obviously not quite getting enough because they're exploring feed and they eat a little bit of hay and grass and i'm going to sneeze <laughs> allergies that's one thing when you're being a farmer you have allergies you pay for it bless you i know i know my fall allergies are worse than my spring but i tell you it's not great when you have terrible allergies and you work outside no so so you're open tomorrow from 10 to 3 and then every other day just check social media yeah. we're probably going to be open wednesday afternoon as well um it looks like our berries are coming in a little bit better 
I'd love to kind of get on an every other day schedule just so I can, we can have um, you pick come for the day, you know, kind of pick out and then we walk over and pick up the ones that nobody else picks or the ones that are in the mud that nobody wants to go to. Um, that's usually when we have weed picks for sale. And then, so I'm thinking um, it's supposed to rain really good. I think Thursday we actually need a good rain. Um, so we're probably, if we don't get completely picked out tomorrow, we may be open Wednesday afternoon. Probably not going to be open Thursday. And then we'll kind of see where we go for the weekend. I had love to be open um, either Saturday or Sunday, if not both. So that's where we're kind of looking right now. And it's just intermediate because of uh, them. If it's just beginning of the season, correct? Yeah. Well, for one, we actually we're we're fortunate enough to have a lot of demand and not enough berries. So when we are able to pick and we get completely picked out, it usually takes a day to replenish the field back up enough to where um we're able to, to open for you pick. We want to make sure we have a really good stock of berries when we open for you pick. We don't want to pick out in an hour. So um, we try not to anyway. Sometimes we end up doing it. Um, sometimes I judge wrong. Like I said, you know, you, I've been doing this for 10 years and you feel like you're starting to be an expert at something and you know everything there is to know. And uh, you find out you really don't. You really don't know mm -hmm. anything. So, um, you know, we're, that's what we're hoping. It's still kind of early in the season. We've had a lot of cool nights. Berries don't ripen, you know, when it gets below a certain point. When it's a 40-degree night, you're not going to have berries ripening. So uh, as we kind of get in some warmer weather, some more consistent weather, we'll be able to be open more consistently. Usually Mother's Day is a good um, indicator of when your peak is going to be. Usually if you've got a ton of berries on Mother's Day. So we're that's what we're hoping for. We'll see how it goes. And your location is again? Yes, we are at 1426 Claridge Nursery Road, Goldsboro. Um, we are, if you come from the 581 side, we're about a quarter of a mile down on your left. If you come from the Highway 70 side on Claridge Nursery by the McDonald's, we're three to four miles down on your right. Um, we have a huge white sign. It says Odom Farm and Company. And then there's the horse pasture that we have a border that boards for horse there. Um, you can't miss it. And you have signs up by the road, open and closed. Am I correct? Yes. I try to put a sign up open and closed at the road. You can call me. Um, uh, messaging me or texting me is actually the best way to get up with me. Numbers 919-738-2905 or you can send our Facebook or DM our Instagram. Um, calling me is not always the best way just because I might not have my phone or if it's an out-of-state number. You know, sometimes um, if it resembles a number I've had from spam before, which, you know, we get a ton of those, obviously. Uh, I know everybody does. Um I might not be as quick to answer. So, um, like I said, text me, message me, let me know. Drive by, see our sign by the road. I try to put if we're going to be closed or open. So, that's how you can find out. All right. Thank you, Emily. It sounds like you have a lot of exciting changes going on at the farm. Thanks. We're, we've definitely got a lot of work. So, <laughs> I'm hoping that that it translates into exciting changes for sure. Yeah, because I got to, guys, I got a sneak peek of the the walking trail in the back and it's gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. I can't wait till it's completely done. So, so. won't be long now. All right. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday and see you tomorrow. I will be going live with a small business owner from Goldsboro. See you guys tomorrow. Thank you, Emily. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
Hi guys, thank you for listening to Chats in the Log Cabin. I hope if you're ever in Goldsboro, North Carolina, that you will go by and visit Odin Farming Company because it's just an amazing farm and very family-friendly and inclusive of all, of all. Um, I hope you will have a great rest of your day and be blessed. And remember, keep chatting.